Welcome aboard the USS Little Hero. This Galaxy Class refitted starship, NCC 73117. I'm Captain William. I'm Commander Vicky. And if you will step right this way, historians, we will take you back in through our history, starting with the NX01 Enterprise. We start out with taking care of going through history. Adventures into Star Trek. I'm William. And I'm Vicky. And today we're going to do two of them. Uh, we're going to do Silent Enemy, and which is Season 1, Episode 12, and Season 1, Episode 13, Dear Doctor. So, Vicky, Season uh, 1, Episode 12, Silent Enemy. What did you think was going to happen in this episode? I thought the crew would be fighting an enemy that they could not hear. Good theory. Wrong, but good theory. <laughs> I, cause, just because they can't hear them doesn't mean they can't see them at right. some point. You know, they're not invisible, so... You know, it's, it's one of those things. So, season one, episode 12, Silent Enemy. Faced with defending themselves against a powerful, unidentified alien vessel, Trip and Reed frantically work to install the massive phase cannons into the Enterprise before the vessel returns. What are phase cannons? Well, as you've seen in the episode, phase cannons are... It's like their pistol, only way bigger. It's a cannon size. It's a cannon size. Well, they're not actually not even pistola. that big. It's but it's instead of being a pistol, it's a cannon. It's mounted. It's a cannon. Yep. Yeah. So they've got. They're supposed to have three of them on the ship already, but because they left Earth so soon, they weren't installed. They have a prototype one, and they'll have to build the other two from scratch. So this is going to be one of those things where they they have to do that. Which you already know because it's in the episode. No spoilers, I know. Blah. Are we ready to get into this episode, darling? Absolutely. And if you notice a change, guys, I just went and got a new phone and Vicky got a new phone. So the recording is going to be hopefully a lot clearer and crisper. So hopefully that helps. So when we go into this, we see them launching a probe. 
it's not a probe, it's a amplifier for subspace. Echo 2 is away, sir. A clean launch. It's made contact with Echo 1. How long before we get subspace online? I'd like to send a few test transmissions to calibrate amplifiers. For now. Well, my guess is we have a lot of people on board waiting to call home. Vessel is dropping out of warp, Captain. Twelve kilometers dead ahead. Put it up. So something I haven't mentioned is if you notice they use kilometers okay instead of feet and inches yeah have you noticed that yeah they can convert to it as Kirk says in a later one but they they literally they use kilometers which is overseas stuff you know I mean, and that's fine that's what they use in most uh, scientific testing stuff is they use kilometers and centimeters and all that. So I didn't notice if you noticed that. I did a long time ago, but I didn't know if you know if you noticed that. I did. Okay. <laughs> What's over there? I don't recognize the configuration. Good. Hail them. <laughs> this is the Starship Enterprise. What can we do for you? Now, if you notice, sir, he didn't say, we're from Earth. Kind of weird, huh? Because every time they, they've entered a, encountered a new species, they tell them where they're from. So, why didn't he say on this one? Well. We don't really know. No, not really. But it could be he's trying to smart up because of the Klingons. Because they are a warrior-type race. It could be because oh. of that one other enemy that they had with the pumps and flight or fight. Yeah. You know, it could be that way. I'm not sure. But I did notice that in this episode. He didn't say, we're from Earth. You know? Right. So. <laughs> My name is Jonathan Archer. We're on a mission of exploration from the planet Earth. Okay, so he now says it. <laughs> My bad. He we're does like, say it. like, <laughs> The channel's open, sir. <laughs> the channel's open, sir. Do you need assistance? If you don't want to talk, that's fine, but you dropped in on us. And they turn tail and run. So sh ship design almost looks like the... Before the B-2 bomber came out, it was a stealth bomber. You notice that shape? It's got that swept wing design. It almost looks like an arrowhead. You know, I just noticed that. Right. Was it something I said? Did you get anything on sensors? No. No what? No blast signs? No propulsion or weapon signatures? No readings at all? Weird. Yes, darling, I know you love the openings of this, but 
kind of hustled up just a little bit here. <laughs> no offense to anybody. It's a good op It's different than the other openings that are out there. So. Are there any inhabitant systems nearby? It's not as good as, but you know. Why fly right up to us just to give us the silent treatment? Maybe they got our signal, but it didn't make any sense to them. Our translator is far from perfect. I wouldn't take offense. Not every species has motives that can be understood in human terms. Maybe they checked us out and decided we weren't very interesting. Us? Not interesting. Us? Not interesting. <laughs> Let's calibrate the subspace amplifier. At least the people back home want to talk to us. find out they track down Reed's mom and dad. Right. Is he right? He's fine. Is he in some kind of trouble? Now, if you notice, and you'll find out more about Reed as time goes on, his parents, his, his family is a very long line of Na British Navy people. Now, I don't know how the British Navy actually is, if they're this stern, even in, after they've gotten off ship. And, and out of the Navy and everything. But this is how he has been brought up. They're militaristic. They're ready for a fight at all costs. Now, is that, is, does that mean that they always are? No. It's just how they're being portrayed in this. Right. That's they're very stern. They, they don't talk about each other. You know, as you'll find out, they know very little about Commander Reed. That's why I wonder, why are, are they so distant or cold. That say. could be how they are because they're a long line of Navy, uh, British Navy They're very people. disciplined. Very disciplined, yes. Yes. It's what I'm thinking. So, that could be it. I mean, both my parents are former Navy. My uncle is former Navy. You know. Um, it, it, and we're not stuck up or anything. But it could be, you know, the way that the British are. I don't know how the British are. Could I be wrong? Hell yeah, I could be wrong. But this is how they're being portrayed in this. Exactly. Does that make sense? Yes. Any other questions while we're sitting here? No. Okay. No, sir. Malcolm's doing a great job. So you'll also find out they even in... I don't know if they did it in TOS. I don't think they did. But I do know in TNG, DS9, and Voyager... I don't know about DS9. I don't think in DS9, but I know in Voyager, they celebrate birthdays. Even they don't show that they celebrate Christmas and Thanksgiving. Right. And Halloween. So, there is that, at least. I'm sure you know it's his birthday in a couple of days. Yes. Yes, it is. September 2nd. We haven't seen our son on his birthday in a year. He called from San Francisco to let us know he'd been assigned to Enterprise, but we haven't heard from him since. Lord Malcolm's duty is on your ship, Captain. He's my armory officer. Oh. His grandfather would be pleased. <laughs> he was an ordnance officer himself in the Royal Navy. In the Royal it Navy. Malcolm's blood. The Reeds have been Navy men for generations. Until Malcolm decided to join the Starfleet. So that could be... I suppose the ocean. That could be... Well, as you, we'll find out why Reed isn't in the Navy. This is why he's in Starfleet. But he... See, see the way I look at it is Starfleet, Navy, same... Same thing. 
they use the stars to navigate by. They're, they are interested in some uh, sciences. Uh, you know, pretty much, other than water, basically same thing. My opinion. Right. So, it could also be that they're stuck up because instead of continuing the tradition of being in the Navy, Reed decided to be in Starfleet. So. He's a long way from home in any case, Mr. Reed. I'd like to do something for his birthday, make him a special dinner. I was hoping you could tell me what he likes to eat. Captain, Malcolm's never been comfortable making requests. I'm not sure I understand. He always ate whatever was put in front of him. Are you saying he doesn't have a favorite food? Not that he's ever told me. Well, if you happen to think of anything, you can always contact me through Starfleet. Give Malcolm our best. I will. Safe journey, Captain. <laughs> Safe journey, Captain. Reaches over around behind him to hit the button to turn off the... the the comm system. That's hilarious. <laughs> Being very... How'd it go? Do -do -do, look over our shoulder. Where's Malcolm? I don't want him to know what we're doing. We kind of like a surprise party is what they're trying to do. Me, sir. The donut milk. Maybe this is more in Chef's area. No, we're talking about a delicate assignment it needs your finesse. Sir, I'm running diagnostic on our subspace transceiver. Get some help if you need it, but make this a top priority. <laughs> yes, sir. Oh, she's got the charm. And then gives a little too much. I still, even for CG, that is a pretty good looking ship. Where were you at dinner? Right in the corners. Now they've got the amplifier working, I want to answer a few letters. You missed to Paul's latest battle with chopsticks. Damn, dinner and a show. I thought you were going to upgrade this. That is the upgrade. <laughs> what you want, I can change the color. <laughs> What's the word from home? Oh, the usual engineering updates. They're walking around the ship. And Duval got promoted. They're giving him the Shenandoah. Duval got his own command? Thank God we're a hundred light years away. <laughs> and I got a letter from Natalie. His girl back home. From Pensacola. Yep. Natalie from Pensacola. You got a dear John. It's like we've got a charger now in this manifold. Forget right on it. Trip. I don't want to say long distance relationships never work. This is about as long distance as you can get. Are you okay? Oh, yeah, I just... I just wish I'd had the chance to say goodbye face to face. Porthos! I love the puppy. Let me ask you something. He's so cute. You spent much time with Melvin? I was in the armory yesterday for a few hours, swapping out some power relays. You talking about anything interesting? Power relays? 
<laughs> I talked to his parents this morning. Really? He's so cute. <laughs> if I asked your parents what you'd like to eat, would they be able to tell me? So, in my opinion, Trip is like the true Southern. The character Trip is the true Southerner. Catfish every day of the week kind of portrayal. Um, I don't know a lot of Southerners that want to eat catfish every day, to be honest. But there might be a thumb out there. Again, don't know. Never had catfish. Not really a big fish fan. But... Uh, we find out that catfish comes up on a regular basis with Trip. As you'll notice. Catfish is yummy. If it's prepared correctly. Yes. Are you kidding? My mom would give you a recipe for pan fried catfish and wouldn't let you go till you promised not to screw it up. <laughs> Malcolm's parents didn't know what his favorite food was. They didn't even know he was an army officer. That's strange. It made me think. We don't know that much about Mel. See? Do we? Bridge to the captain. Go ahead. The alien vessel has returned. Uh-oh. Nice. It looks like a bomber from the first self bombers they made. Guess we were so uninteresting after all. They dropped out of warp 500 kilometers dead ahead. I had to reverse in just to keep from banging into them. Let's try this again. Welcome back. So if you notice something, too, and I found this out from some other Navy officers on another point of my podcast, uh, I believe Star Trek The Next Conversation said it. It, as one of their people, wrote, one of the listeners wrote in, on in the Navy... Not every time a captain comes on deck do they have to say, Captain on the bridge? Or anything like that. It's the preference of the captain. He could have him say nothing at all. He could just say, on the bridge. Anything, pretty much. So, that's why when Jonathan comes on the bridge, they don't say, Captain on the bridge? You know? Right. So, just in case you were wondering about that. I was hoping we'd have an opportunity to meet again. The primary mission of my ship is to make peaceful contact with other species. If there's anything we can do to assure you of our intentions... (laughs) Well... It's been nice talking to you. Let's do this again sometime. <laughs> I'm picking up something. Can you translate it? I, I don't think it's a language. Uh oh, the big screeching. Hopefully, this doesn't bother anybody. The green scan! And then the aliens fire twice. Two more times. Hope plating! Three, four, Shielding for about two seconds. I was able to take some scans. 
What did you get? Biosigns. At least 15. Maybe more. Their DNA doesn't match anything in our database. It's a good thing they're gone. I doubt very much our torpedoes could have penetrated their shielding. Stay on long-range scanners. If they come anywhere near us, I want to know. Well... So they're going to go do a damage check of any damage reported on the ship. Which wasn't reported, but they're going and looking. We'll need to reinforce it. How bad is it? That last shot would been about a half a meter higher. We'd be looking at stars. Hold on a minute. There were 13 people working in this section, Captain, including yours truly. That bulkhead had blown. Did your people run into as many hostile aliens when they first went into deep space? It was a different time. How so? There were fewer warp-capable species. Oh boy. The ship just isn't equipped to handle some of the threats we're coming up against. It's time we do something about that. What are you suggesting? Enterprise was fitted with phase cannon ports. But since we left space dock a few weeks ahead of schedule, the cannons were never installed. I think it's time they work. In one of the movies, uh, especially where it involves the TNG crew and the TOS crew, um, you'll hear Captain Kirk, uh, the captain of the Enterprise B, tell Captain Kirk, he'll be here on Thursday. So when he asks about something else, he's wait, 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 let me guess, it'll be here on Thursday. So it's kind of one of those things, they left space, because the original mission on the B, when they went out, was just to test, you know, a christening ceremony. You know, you take it out for a little bit, come right back, make sure the ship's ready to go and seaworthy and all that. Well, this, with Enterprise, she didn't get a commencement ceremony, per se, where she got a test flight, come back, after she got christened, and then they go out. So, the face cannons... They'll be here on Thursday. We left on Monday. <laughs> so now they're going to go back to Jupiter Station, or Earth, and get them installed. Right. You should head back to them. Just give us two weeks, Captain. I know we can do it. Most of the stuff we need is already on the ship. The armory team at Jupiter Station is trained for this kind of work. If we're going to do this, let's do it right. My engineers are just as good as they are. I know that, Drew. But we have other systems that could use overhauls. Look at the bright side. We've got a chance to say goodbye to now. So, with your permission, we could at least begin the work. Get a few things started for Jupiter Station. It'll cut down the time we'll have to spend in space now. Do what you can. Basically, they work together on that one anyway. I mean, planning it out. So they're heading home, aka back to Earth. You know? So that's kind of this, an interesting way to say it. Ladies and gentlemen, is a phase modulated energy weapon. It's rated for a maximum power output of 500 gigajoules. Enterprise was designed to carry three of them. We have one. And it's only a prototype. 
Our job is to get it up and running and build two more from scratch. The captain is taking us back because he thinks this work ought to be done by the boys in space dock. Far be it from me to question the captain's judgment. But Commander Tucker and I believe we can do this ourselves. That means double shifts. By the time we reach Jupiter Station, I don't want their engineers to have a thing to do but give us a wash and a wax. <laughs> Any questions? So you had a question, didn't you? What is a gigajoule? Gigajoule. Gigajoule. Well, it's it's a it's a nomination of power. Um, I believe the Back to the Future DeLorean uses twenty five point five gigajoules to engage the. Uh, I know what it is. Don't don't tell me it's. Well, they engage the tribe and travel. I know what it's called. I just don't remember what. Basically, and... it's energy, right? Yes. It's energy. Yeah. Expecting another attack, sir. It's the amount of energy. Right. We all signed up for this trip because we wanted to do something no one had ever done before. Not because we thought it'd be easy or safe. But we're not here to take foolish risks. The captain and the rest of the crew are depending on us to keep Enterprise ready for anything. Once we get these face cannons online, We'll have a lot more fun found to do just that. <laughs> what are you standing around for? He once told me that he loved to eat octopus, especially the little suction cups. But I think he was pulling my leg. You can never tell whether my brother's joking or not. Can I talk to him? We really would like to keep this a surprise. Oh, right, the dinner. I remember one time. This was at least ten years ago. He went for a whole week without eating. Really? <laughs> nothing but water and a little apple juice. Why? Some sort of survival training. Was it a contest? When he started eating again, do you remember the first thing he wanted? He was so weak he could barely get out of bed. For two days, all he had was protein concentrate. When you two were growing up, he never said, Hey, let's go out for pizza. Boy, I'd love some Indian food. Not that I remember. Malcolm isn't the easiest person to get to, though. I'm figuring that out. <laughs> when we were training, it's... Well, to be honest, you're on that small of a ship. There's a crew of, what, 50? 60, something like that? Now, you'll find out in TOS, it's a ship of 400. In TNG, it's a crew of four th or of 1,000. On DS9, it's not that big of a crew, but with Bajorans and Starfleet combined, it's at least, I'm guessing, a couple hundred. And then in Voyager, it's another 48, 49, something like that. Because they didn't have their full crew complement when they went out. So, yeah, this is, you got to get to know some people sometimes. And Malcolm is not the easiest to get to know. Right. There was a little restaurant on the Embarcadero we left to go to. They had a specialty, some kind of fish, I think. What kind? Halibut? Uh, swordfish? No. Mahi-mahi scallops? I had sea bass. Great. And Malcolm? I don't remember. Try, please. <laughs> Try, please. 
marine. Is that, that a, a fish? fish? <laughs> <laughs> That's why Bubba wanted to go there. He had a thing for her. I think he hates fish. Thanks. I think he hates fish. <laughs> So how's your secret mission coming? I've talked to his sister, his best friend, his Uncle Archie's two spinster aunts. The most anyone seems to know about his eating habits is that he occasionally eats. He occasionally eats. <laughs> if you want to know something about Mr. Reed, perhaps you should ask him. <laughs> Balk and logic at it again. Perhaps you should ask him. <laughs> The Vulcan logic at it again. Yes. But I'm going to tell you right now, Hoshi overdoes it. Yep. Anyone sitting here? Uh, no. Please. Mm. This is the first chance I've had to eat all day. Oh, tell me about it. I haven't set foot outside the army since I said wonder. How's your ravioli? Reed is so engrossed in his, his stuff. Right? Enchiladas. Well, if you don't like them, I can fix something else. What's your favorite food? Uh, I appreciate the offer, but it, it really isn't necessary. Aren't you getting a little tired of having to eat whatever chef happens to serve? <laughs> Don't get me wrong, it's terrific. It's just that dinner in the mess hall can lack a certain personal touch. I've got a hot plate in my lunch. You overdid it, Hoshi. He's gonna think that you're wanting to date him. That's very flattering and I'm just not sure it would be appropriate. What do you mean? Well, um, we work together and uh, it just might be a little awkward. A little awkward. Serving on the same ship. What does that have to do with... And then she figured it out. <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't, I didn't mean to um, imply anything other than just making dinner, Lieutenant. Uh, then, uh, it's my mistake. No, it's, uh, it's, it's my fault. I shouldn't have... Yeah, I'll just... No, no, please. <laughs> <laughs> poor Sato. Poor Hoshi. And poor Malcolm, too. Right? To be honest, I almost think he's got a thing for her. Nice. And there's that ship again. Like I said, it looks like the bombers before the B2s came out. I'm detecting a ship that is 8,000 meters. Let me guess. Our shadow... Closing to 7,000. 6,000. Polarize the whole plating. 
read the bridge. Armory, report. Get your stations, move. Reed being in, now, here's something. Reed may be lieutenant, okay? But even if he was an ensign, because he's the armory officer, well, he, being an officer, he'd have to be a lieutenant. But he can tell people, get to your stations right now, or do this, or do that, because he's a, a lieutenant. But, not, but even if there was another lieutenant in there, because he's on the command staff, and this other lieutenant may not be, Reed can order him around because Reed's being on the command staff gives him a little bit more authority. Right. Warp drive is offline. Main power is down. So tell me what's not down? Uh-oh. What do we got going on here? Did it, did it break? What do we do? Technical difficulties. Okay, guys, so we had a little bit of technical difficulty. The episode stopped playing for some reason. So we see the ship, and it's launching a smaller ship. Almost looks like the Jetsons car, if you think about it. Yes, sounds like it a little bit. Torpedoes. Yeah, it looks like it, too. Torpedoes. Tactical systems are down. Why don't you save time and tell me what isn't down? The outer doors in Launch Bay 2 are opening. Seal them. She's using her uh, hand scanner to notice that. Because the Vulcan scanners are more advanced than ours. Right. Kind of weird. You notice the Launch Bay doors are closing? So they had to pry them open because there's no power. Then as they came in, they were apparently pulling, you know, somehow pulling them closed. There goes the aliens. I wouldn't be going after him if I didn't have a phaser on my hip. That's not good. No. See, this has kind of got your horror theme involved in it, along with a bit of firefighting. Exactly. The things that you like. I like it. Flashlight with no one attached to it. That's not good. <laughs> so it's our turn two men walking down the corridors with phasers. Get away from those men! No effect with the phaser. On the sun setting and no effect on the kill setting. That's not good. Damn. Go. Archer to sick bay. Long's here, Captain. Report to EDEC section 7. This is an emergency. On my way. Security Captain Archer. Go ahead. The aliens are gone, sir. They've launched their shuttle. And the little alien shuttle returns back to the ship. 
dig out in the cell a little bit. Well, it looks like you're a little bit further away from Jupiter Station than you were. Exactly. Doctor, I stabilized them, but they were subjected to some rather invasive scans. Will they be all right? There could be some residual neurological damage. I'm doing everything I can. Have you ever heard of anything like this? No. Are there any Vulcan records of a species that uses similar tactics? And I don't care how classified they might be. None that I know of, Captain. Find out what you can. Tucker to Archer. Go ahead. We've got the plasma leak under control, but our port itself took a lot of damage. How long before we can go to war? Uh, a couple of days. What about impulse power? Well, that's the good news. It should be back online in a few minutes. Take all the good news I can get. Keep me posted, Doctor. There are no Vulcan ships within scanning range. Sir, we can try to contact the Vulcan High Command. They're only two days away at Wolf 6. I'm sure they'd give us a hand. I'm sure they would. I'm sure they would. So Archer has a little bit of skepticism still because... Of Vanek. Ah. In my opinion. Even though, yes, Vanek did help him out and get Reed and Mayweather back, he's still skeptical. Right. Because this would be putting a Vulcan ship in harm's way. And the Vulcans, this it wouldn't be logical to put their ship in harm's way, you know? Right. So, in my opinion, that's probably why he's, he's already figured that out, too, you know, kind of deal. That's not good. What about Echo 1? Destroyed as well. Boy, they really cut them off. I know. The stabilizer on Ken Port 2 checks out okay, sir. Port 2 or Port 1? Port 1, sir, sorry. Get it right. Stop on those beam emitters. Yes, sir. Target scanners will be online now. We should be aligning them by now, not installing them. It's an acceptable risk. 
When it comes to modifying ship systems, why don't you let the chief engineer decide what's an acceptable risk? Sir, if we do this by the book, those aliens are likely to be back before we're done. I want to get this job done as quickly as you do, Lieutenant, but not if it means taking shortcuts that could get our people killed. Yes, sir. So there's a little tension there. But that can be explained with they've been under attack, not once but twice by the same ship, got their asses handed to them without even being able to fire a shot. And on top of that, they're tired, they're working their butts off, and tempers are getting short. Exactly. In my opinion. Now, do Malcolm and Reed have any more fights? Yeah, they do. I won't tell you where or when or why, but they do. At least once, maybe twice more. You know? Right. But they work it out in the end. <laughs> don't you ever rest? You know, I can't sleep without the war paintings online. I don't feel those vibrations. Something just doesn't seem right. Well, I hope you get them fixed soon because you look like hell. With all due respect, you look like hell. <laughs> How's it coming? They'll be online by the end of the day tomorrow, guaranteed. Could you check about anything online for me? Sure. Point oh six microns. At least we'll be flying home under our own power. Let me know if it drops below 0.03. I tried to get a message to the Vulcan High Command, but it didn't go through. If it had, we'd be expecting a Surat-class ship tomorrow. Oh, so politely offering to help us. <laughs> the Vulcans would love that. Oh, so politely. I'm surprised the Vulcans weren't, like, all of a sudden there... You know, because they're spying on the Enterprise. But then again, after what Vanek had seen, maybe they don't find humans as interesting as they were before. Exactly. Told the Pride of Starfleet back to base. Maybe we should thank our visitors for blowing up the subspace amplifiers. Holding at point oh five. Keep an eye on it. You looking forward to seeing Earth? Sure. I just sure. didn't think I'd be seeing it so soon. This time, we won't be leaving before we're ready. Are your ears a little pointier than usual? <laughs> I, I never said we didn't belong out here. I just wished we'd have launched with all our systems online. Especially weapons. If we hadn't launched when we did, they'd have sent Klein back to Kronos in a box. I keep reminding myself of that. But I rushed us out of space dock because I had something to prove. And I risked a lot. Okay, guys, so you'll notice probably a repeat on some things here. Uh, someone decided to test the fire alarm and it was very loud in the room, so we had to cut that part out, but we're going to try to finish this episode at least and yeah
<sighs> Why? I don't know, but it scared Vicky so much that we had to pause for longer than normal. And not for station identification either. <laughs> Alright, here we go. <laughs> 81 humans have opened and a denobulin to do it. Don't forget port those. <laughs> Thanks. In the old days, astronauts rode rockets with millions of liters of hydrogen running into their seats. You think they said, gee, I'd love to go to the moon today, but it seems a little risky. I think if you asked anyone on board whether they thought this mission was worth the risk, you'd get the same answer from everyone. Yeah, he's right. From every one of them. Let me know when we're ready to go to war. I swear. Up. Are you still got those guns here or something to the impulse agents? I'm just disconnecting them now. Hang on a minute. You sure this will work? Yes, come on, Dad. I am. And based on the recommendation of the armory officer, the chief engineer finds a level of risk acceptable. In that case, if the chief engineer wouldn't mind getting his hands dirty, I could use some help. Captain Starlog, September 1st, 2151. It's been two days now with no sign of the alien vessel. My crew has managed to do in 48 hours what would have taken the armory team at Jupiter Station at least a week. To say that I'm proud of them would be an understatement. We're preparing our first test. Everybody has their fingers crossed, including me. You're sure there's nothing down there? That's a crater with a little mountain in it. I want to blow up something that could evolve into a sentient species in a couple of billion years. There's nothing there. Well, as Archer says, it's the size of Mount McKinley. Archer to Lieutenant Reed. Have you got a lot? Yes, Captain. Let's start small. Shave a couple of meters off the top of that peak. Acquiring the target. Full path to the primary coils. Now, from that picture there, you saw four oval kind of shaped tubes, right? Right. I believe that's torpedo tubes ports one, two, three, and four. So, just say it. <laughs> Base cannons one and two, standing by. Mr. Reed. My favorite part, actually, right here. The honor is all yours. Do what? This is my favorite part right here coming up. Oh, the blowing up the hill? Yeah, when they, okay. don't, when they realize it was bigger than they were supposed to be. <laughs> so, like, what the hell? Yep. I just asked for a little off the top. Check the cannons. Be careful down there. The blast deal was ten times what we expected. What happened? Something overloaded the phase modulators. Plasma recoil blew out relays across deck C and D. I'm getting an anomalous reading from launch bay two. Trip to Paul. Surprising how they didn't notice it before, but then again, it's launch bay two. Right.
was kind of hidden out of the way. You think that's what's causing the power surge? Yes. Kind of. It's very likely. It's putting out a tremendous amount of energy. Over 600 megajoules. They're toying with us. They want us to know they can destroy us whenever they want. Even with our own weapons. Did we Whatever it ever is. figure out who these aliens are? We don't know. Still. Nope, never figured it out as far as I know. Do we ever get to see them again? Not that I'm aware of. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> maybe they learned their, because of what's going to happen, maybe they learned their lesson not to fuck with us. It's tapped into most of our systems, including internal sensors and communications on every deck. visual sensor J-15. I assume you planted that device because you wanted to learn more about us. I'd be happy to give you a quick lesson. We're not here to make enemies. But just because we're not looking for a fight doesn't mean we'll run away from one. You may think you've left us defenseless, but let me tell you something about humans. We don't give up easily. We'll protect Enterprise. It took Spock a second. Uh, oh, yeah, it's the birthday thing. Like what? Eggs. I was thinking if you love eggs. How does he like them? Spanish poached or easy. Maybe Chef could make him a big omelet. Oh, and he enjoys pancakes. Yeah. He has the hard hat to spread peanut butter on them. A sausage, that's another favorite. And bacon, too, kind of thing. Is there any one food in particular? Mmm. <laughs> Breaking a Vulcan encryption code would be easier than this. If anything comes to mind, I'll uh, let you know. I don't suppose scanning his taste buds would help? Medically speaking, there's no accounting for taste. <laughs> Thanks, anyway. There's no accounting for taste. Bromelin! Sorry? I think I can help you, Wednesday. But it uh, would mean going into Mr. Reed's medical records. That information is confidential. I'm under direct orders from the captain. Couldn't you make an exception? Under the circumstances, I suppose it wouldn't hurt. I made the point to study each crewman's medical history. And I remember noticing that Lieutenant Reed suffers from a number of allergies. Sea dust mites, oak pollen, tropical grasses. Ah, ah, ah. Well, it rules out him going to the tropics. Various right? <laughs> what does all this have to do with one? Oh boy, more technical difficulties. 
Yay! Okay, guys, we're having a lot of technical difficulties today. But we're going to try and finish up this okay. episode and do the other one, but... I know, right? All right, here we go. What does all of this have to do with what he likes to eat? Over the last several years, he's been taking regular injections so that his body can tolerate aroma. A plant enzyme. Yes. Found in... Among other things, pineapple. Pineapple. Miss Don, mean it's his favorite food? It's close enough. Thank you, doctor. <laughs> pineapple. I hate pineapple. You don't like pineapple? I'm not a fan. I don't like it. That's me. I. That's me. It's that. I know. Uh-huh. I love it. Closing from a stern. Everyone's entitled to their own opinion, baby girl. Yes. But the thing is, is like I said, I'm not a pineapple fan. Is it just the taste? Taste and texture. You know. Yeah, that would make sense. Thousand meters. Fifteen. Should I try evasive maneuvers? No. Come about and hold our position. Bridge to the armory. Guess who's back? We see them. Our forward cannons are charged and ready. Get them off and stand by. They've stopped. 11,000 meters. We're being hailed. Put it through. Defenseless. Prepare to surrender your vessel. You are defenseless. Prepare to surrender your vessel. Right there, they just used what Archer basically recorded. Chopped it up to say, you are defenseless. Please, prepare to your vessel. You are defending. 10,000 meters. Nine. Mr. Reed. Both cannons. Fire. I'm reading a fluctuation in their shielding, but it's marginal. 5,000 meters. Is that the best we can do, Lieutenant? Even if these cannons had been installed at Jupiter Station, they wouldn't be any more effective than they are now. What about yesterday? I saw you blow something up the size of Mount McKinley. Yes, sir, but that was due to an overload. Can you overload them again? Sir, after the damage from the first time, the plasma recall will probably knock out two decks. Can you overload them again? I believe so. I'd rather knock out two decks than surrender the ship. But, sir, hold on a minute. I think there's a way to handle the recoil. How? All that excess energy's got to go somewhere. Why not put it to use? 3,000 meters. If we repolarize the gravity plating to absorb the recoil, then we can shut the energy to structural integrity. Sounds good to me. The gravity plating wasn't designed to withstand that much force. We all understand the risks. Get started. Nice, Sam. <laughs> the gravity plating, a.k.a. that's what keeps them their feet on the floor. 1,000 meters. Malcolm. Stand by. We're ready, sir. Then fire. Fire. Yep. Their shields are failing. Torpedoes. That is so cool how the torpedoes get loaded. That's awesome. So basically, if you saw where those two torpedoes came out of, I think it's like uh, ports two and three. 
So that means the armory is right in between them in that little section where you see all four holes. It's kind of like that open little section. That's where the armory is. Right. Yep, they're, well, they're, they're injured more than the Enterprise is. technical difficulties. Okay guys, through the technical difficulties, we're going to wing the last of this. So basically, after firing the cannons, they've knocked out uh, relays on deck B. Archer, uh, they ask Archer, what about their friends, the aliens who didn't speak to them? Well, they're going to need a lot more repairs than us. So now they don't see. Uh, so uh, Reed will have the cannons back online within the hour, and the rear cannon will be ready by the next day. So Captain Archer decides that there's no reason to go back to Jupiter Station now, and that's pretty much the end of the episode. Oh wait, no. Then they're down in the armory. Reed, Trip, and Mayweather, or Malcolm, having a beer on duty and Hoshi comes in with a container says the parts that Archer asked for and uh, it's actually a birthday cake for Malcolm which has pineapple in it his favorite and that's the end of the episode so, after all the technical difficulties and the fire alarm and crap like that, no. do I think we're going to be able to do Dear Doctor? I don't know. We'll have to figure that out. I'm going to try resetting the internet on, my, on the Xbox and see if we can get it to work. Um, any other questions you had? I know we only went through two of them. I think. Vicki? Well, we can't figure out the last question because we don't never found out who the aliens were. We have no earthly idea. They're just an alien species that wanted to take us on for some reason. We don't even know why. Because they wouldn't talk to us. Right. So, you know, it is what it is. So, Vicky, on a scale of 1 to 10, 1 being the worst, 10 being the best, 5 in the middle. Now, this does have two of your favorite things in it. The firefights, and God, what else does it have in it that you like? I don't remember it now. Was, well, it was kind of horrorish. Oh yeah, horror and horror, horror and firefights. So, with that in mind, where is this place on your scale? I only gave this a four and a half. Wow, you're going really low on me here. <laughs> well. Because I wanted to know more about the aliens and who they were and why they were there and stuff. Well, they wouldn't talk to us. I know. And I thought that was just lame. <laughs> well, it is what it is. Yeah. Well, if you noticed that the way the aliens looked, it didn't look like there was a mouth on them. No. 
So that may be why we never hear from them. You know, but whatever, it is what it is. So I'm going to give it a little higher because it was kind of cool CGI. The ships looked good. The face cannons blew up something the size of Mount McKinley. Um, I'm going to have to give it about a six. All right. So, who do you think this episode hinged on, darling? I would have to say Malcolm. I'll give you that one. I'd have to say it would be Malcolm and Trip because they worked together. They busted their asses, got the base cannons online quicker than Jupiter Station would have done. Right. I'd have to give it to those two. All right. So, guys, you may notice this one is probably maybe shorter or longer than our normal one because we've had quite a few technical difficulties. So, hopefully, guys, you enjoy. Until our next mission, I'm William. And I'm Vicki. And we will see you on our next mission. Thank you all for listening and bearing with us through this.